Yes, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Crossed Wires. I'm your host, Pat Benson. Thanks everyone that tuned in to my first episode back last month. It went over really well, better than I actually expected. Got a lot of listens and a lot of great reception, so thank you for tuning in. And for those of you that are just checking this out now for the first time, I highly recommend you go back and listen to 10 Years is a Decade. It's uh, an episode where I attempt to interview a man who goes by the name of Gus Pancakes, and he is the inventor of the elusive pedal known as the 10 Years that is gaining a lot of attention on the internet, especially in the pedal community. I'm proud with how that episode came out. It was a lot of hard work doing all those interviews and demos um, on different gears. So I am taking a bit of a break this time around, and I'm having a more laid-back episode. I'm going to answer some listener questions, and at the end, I have some field recordings and audio from a recent camping trip that I did up in the Angeles National Forest, which is just about an hour away from my home here in Los Angeles. I did recently just get back from tour over in the UK and France. I was out with Nine Inch Nails. We had a small run of club shows leading up to Hellfest, which was just outside of the city of Nantes. I think I'm pronouncing that right, though my French is pretty terrible. But yeah, Hellfest was wild. I mean, they had, it looked like Lord of the Rings. They had these huge towers with just like flames coming out of it when the bands were playing. And yeah, it was pretty nuts. Alice Cooper played, Megadeth played. Uh, Dave Mustaine looked very grumpy uh, at catering. It was interesting. It was a metal festival. Not my favorite types of festivals, but uh, it was pretty cool to be at. Uh, But after the tour, I had to kind of decompress and readjust back into home life, so I went on a solo camping trip, like I said, up in the Angeles, just to kind of uh, reacclimate and realign myself, and it was nice. I had a good time. Got a lot of cool sounds. Uh, I brought the new Teenage Engineering OP1 field up there with me, and I did a few tests with that, and just, I played a lot of guitar, but also just sat around, made some weird art out of twigs, and just kind of... uh, I probably looked like an insane person to all the other campers, but uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I want to thank my friend Patrick, my new friend Patrick, over at Abominable Pedals out of Seattle, Washington, for sending me a great care package of his pedals. Uh, I've been checking them out. They sound really great, so expect to hear them on a future episode of the podcast, and I may hopefully uh, interview them when I come through Seattle in the fall when Nails is is playing over there. So moving right along, rather than me just read off a bunch of names and ask myself questions in a mirror, I figured it'd be a little bit more fun and exciting to have my partner, Dana, ask the questions that were sent in from you listeners to me, and we have a conversation about it, uh, like we have many uh, conversations about. She is not a gear head at all. Uh, she's a fan of music, but she doesn't play an instrument, which is why it's going to make this that much more exciting and fun for me and hopefully fun for you all to listen to. So, uh, yeah. And if you have a question, again, you can email it over to crosswirespodcast at gmail.com or record an audio note on your voice app and email that over and I'll play it on the show. So then I'm not uh, talking to myself. All right.
Dana, welcome to the podcast. Do you have any questions for me? But first, I have a question for you. How are you? I'm great. I'm sweating in our office. My two dogs are sitting next to me panting. And it's... Yeah, I can't have the fans on because, you know, it picks up the (laughs) microphones. I don't have the best studio for this. So we are sweating. Yeah. It's nice to be on on the music podcast as someone who doesn't know anything about gear. Well, that's why this segment's going to be fun, because you're going to ask me questions that you have no context, kind of, sort of, you know, some stuff. Give yourself I'm going to pronounce credit. everything wrong. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, do you have a first question? What is your preferred DAW? Who, who asked this question? Scooter. Scooter. Did All I right. say it right? DAW? Yeah, DAW. Not to be confused with dog, which we have two in the room, but DAW, it means digital audio workstation, and it's what's happening behind you right now. Digital audio workstation. Yeah. So behind you right now is a computer, and it's running a program to record and capture audio and to mix audio, and there's a few different programs. I use Logic Pro X because it is easy to use and you can buy it in the apple app store for two hundred dollars and it has a ton of software instruments great plugins everything is all right there you don't have to purchase any uh plugins from other companies or anything it's just all right there granted i i have a lot of plugins but uh i like to use logic uh and that's what i use that's my primary daw yeah if you if you added a G onto the end of that, it would be... It would be dog, yeah. Prefer- okay, so who... What is your preferred dog? Of my two dogs <laughs> that I have? Yeah. Well, we'll okay, well, that. we have a cockapoo named Bodhi, who is wonderful. And he, we, we've had... He's nine, almost nine. And we have Maggie that we adopted during the pandemic, who is now five. Her birthday was last week. Uh, preferred? No, I can't choose. They're both great. All right. We'll do one from Ryan. Biggest challenges working with Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Um, I think the biggest challenges for me is a lot of the computer and software programming and stuff like that because I'm primarily a guitar player and, you know, I do do guitar and keyboard teching, but there's a lot of it that's on the computer that's pretty, you know, pretty in-depth and computers crash uh and yeah so that's kind of scary um that's a big challenge for me the guitar stuff's honestly pretty straightforward and easy it's not that uh complex with what i do but uh, a lot of the computer stuff is pretty challenging i would say so you guys are using like windows 98 yeah my 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 dad wanted me to let you know that, <laughs> that uh if i need to print anything i could maybe <laughs> yeah he's got two setups at home okay. one in the da- in the downstairs basement he said if you if you need to use it for work i could you, use it you could borrow it yeah yeah well, thanks okay tony yeah <laughs> um he's got windows good, 98 yeah he's got a good setup it only takes like 10 minutes to to turn on honestly so if, if nails <laughs> needs a backup yeah Tony Camo on Long Island has got My computer guys. takes like five minutes to load up, so he's not far behind. Yeah. Yeah. Windows, Windows 98. Windows 98. I okay. mean, you know what they say about new technology? Yeah. The new technology fails, but the old stuff, it, never, it just lasts it never forever. La- it never fails. So. Yeah. My dad's still running on 98. Yeah, maybe I'll bring him out to rehearsals. Yeah, fly him yeah. out. Yeah. He'll be a huge help. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. He would um, honestly be a huge help. <laughs> <laughs> that is no that is no sarcasm in my voice. Okay. Um, so in addition to the biggest challenges, also the scariest and and these are opposite. Okay. Scariest and best moments working. So for one nine scary inch nails. moment and one great yeah, moment. Yeah, maybe just a one. Yeah, one scary moment wasn't one best moment. Okay. Well, the scary. Uh, I'll, I'll start with scary, and it was fairly recent. Um, we were in Daytona Beach, Florida, at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heard they have a great Hooters down there. I've been there. Mm-hmm. It was. It was great. It was yep. packed. It was packed because it was raining. So anyway, the entire... Is that your best moment? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get too far ahead. But it might have been my best moment was ordering chicken wings at the Hooters. Anyways, Um, back to scary. The worst moment. So a little backstory. The entire weekend, it was a huge rock festival. Like, you know, a lot of people there. But it's Florida and it rains about every 30 minutes. And then it's sunny and then it thunderstorms and the next 30 minutes. So... Uh, the entire weekend, every headlining act pretty much canceled because of rain and lightning. Uh, one of those nights was when I went to the Hooters because it was the only place open that was close by. Not my best moment. So we kind of thought our festival was going to get canceled too, but sure enough, uh, it was going to happen because it was sunny and beautiful. We started the show, everything was fine, and then the third song in, everything just kind of went to shit. And then I looked at my rack and just saw everything just turn off. And it was terrifying. Uh, and basically, long story short, we kind of had to stop the show. Um, we had lost power, had a bad generator. It was, um, yeah, it was not not cool. And it took a while to get everything up and running again. But it wasn't quite great. You know, it wasn't great after that. It was pretty hairy situation. Stuff turning on and off, uh, ripping power strips out of my rack, uh, plugging stuff into, like, power strips and stuff just to get the stuff working it was a disaster but uh yeah that was probably a recent worst moment probably my worst show with the band and the show had to stop yeah they had to stop and say like uh our production manager got on the microphone was like hey hold on we got some bad power give us a minute you know yeah it was like 20 about 20 minutes there was like smoke coming out of one of the racks and stuff. It was wild. And what about your best moment other than Hooters in, in Other Daytona? than the Hooters in Daytona Beach uh, the night before that horrible show. <laughs> the best moment would probably, um, I don't know. There's a lot of great moments. Uh, it's hard for me to choose the best. But I, I think when I started with the band, it was working for them. It was kind of, um, I, I didn't know how long I was going to last. Uh it was a pretty stressful learning curve to try try to nail everything down, no pun intended. Um, But yeah, I think probably like the first week of shows, you know, working for them and they went smoothly and, you know, I wasn't fired and, you know, that was a good moment. And I remember, um, I remember TR thanking me like before the, the first show um at soundcheck you know for making everything sound and work and play good so that was probably a a good moment for me cool yeah all right we've got another question from scooter scooter thanks for the questions (laughs) (laughs) uh what is your go-to instrument my go-to instrument is guitar 
probably an acoustic guitar because I don't have to plug it into anything. And I've been very into acoustic guitars lately in the last probably two or three years. What acoustic guitar in particular? Wow, this is a Dana question? You're elaborating on Scooter. Yeah, I mean, I know what it is, so I'm just You're looking you at to it right tell now. the it's, audience. It is a 19... I haven't really gotten the exact date down, but it's a 1966-67 Guild F30, which is what Paul Simon played. And that's probably my Desert Island acoustic. It's beat to hell. It's got almost a hole on the top from the previous owner was a finger picker and they had long nails probably and it was just grinding into the top and it has a lot of cool character and soul to it and that's probably my main pat also has guitars an acoustic guitar at every place that we stay at frequently (laughs) like every relative's house (laughs) yeah Yeah. when like he has my dad's old acoustic guitar that's set up at my parents house that he plays that's like an old yamaha right yeah it's an old yamaha from main uh, main japan yeah Yeah. and then there's one at his parents house there's one at our friend's house in san diego that he plays all the he's just got like one at all the houses that like he we frequently stay at at every every that way he doesn't have to fly with the guitar he just knows one's there and yeah. he can pick up and play an acoustic guitar at every location that we frequent i almost have an amp at every location too i'm gonna try to put an amp in every. yeah you don't have one at my parents house. no i don't though. have one at your parents but i could definitely get one there i have yeah. one at my parents obviously yeah um but yeah anyways um another one from scooter scooter's really yeah. Given all the questions, I like it. Yeah. Um, what is your rig when performing solo gigs? Solo gigs. Um, well, I've only done one solo gig, so I guess I could say what my rig was then, which um, I might have to... There's a photo on my Instagram of of the pedal board that I use, which I'll have to pull that up for reference because I don't even remember. I change it, you know, I change shit like daily. Really? I didn't notice. <laughs> you didn't notice? <laughs> um, I'm changing my live rig all the time. Um, for that show, I used Ernie Ball Volume Tuner. It's like a volume pedal and a tuner in one. Two birds, one stone. And I had a line selector, um, which I kind of had multiple instruments plugged in, and I was using that to switch so I didn't have to unplug a cable. I could just switch between the guitars. And I had an Ibanez Bimode Chorus an MXR carbon copy because my Ibanez 8080 was being kind of weird. Um, and then I had a Ditto X2 looper and a JHS color box for a preamp and DI. And I was running that into a 1960s Benson amp. It's a uh, not the not the Portland uh, Oregon company that is making great amps now, but this was a 1960s amp company one of the first boutique companies you know posts like fender and gibson and all that and it was made here in los angeles apparently elvis used this amp and it's got my last name on it so i had to have it right i mean i bought dc shoes as a kid because those are my initials (laughs) you had those big ones like oh yeah yeah, like they look like dinosaur feet yeah (laughs) I had... I didn't skate. I had Americas. I was a... I skated. I had Americas. Andrew Reynolds. They were brown. Like right. shit brown. They I just walked shoes. around with clunky ass shoes because they yeah. had my initials on them. 
not skating. Did you ever have those Osiris D3s? Remember those? Those were like pillows on your feet. No, they didn't have my initials on them. No, you just did DCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob Deerdix? I knew nothing about them. They just had my initials. So. Yeah. Um, is that all? For- Scooter had a lot of questions. Scooter's got another one. One more from Scooter? Yeah. And then I. Was I've- there anyone else other than Ryan and Scooter? Me. You. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Should we do my question before Scooter? Yeah. Let's, okay. hit, let's hit the Scooter one at the end. Okay. So my question mm-hmm. is more related to your field recording stuff. Okay. Um, and I was just wondering what what do you think is the coolest field recording that you've captured that you're like, wow, I can't believe I got this field recording. This is really cool. I love listening to this. I don't I don't go back and listen to them too much. Um. But, you know, I listen to them when I'm, like, cataloging them and organizing them. Well, you use them in them. your albums. So, yeah, like, yeah. which one did you love the most out of um, when we were traveling? You got a lot of them. Like, which yeah. one did you love the most? There's one um, that I used on a single that I did uh, a little while back um, that had uh, elk bugling, like, during mating season. That was a really cool sound because it was in a valley. The song is called Valley of the Coyote, but the animal sound you actually hear on it is an elk bugling, and they echo through the through the valley and the canyon. There's like two big mountains on each side, and it's, it's it's a nice sound. There's another one from a trip we did in Banff. So that that elk, the Valley of the Coyote, that is in um, Rocky Mountain National Park, right? Is that where we were? Yes. Yeah, that was a great trip. But another one when we went to Banff in Alberta, Canada. Uh, the year before that, there was a train. You remember that train that would just kind of rip through the valley? Mm-hmm. We were driving at night. We saw a bunch of bears and bats and all sorts of cool shit. And I remember the train was coming just to... It was like a work train. It was like delivering stuff. It was like hauling. Yeah, there's like a lot of freight trains that go through Yeah, there. but this one was like... It looked like it was like either lumber or for something. Mm-hmm. I think it was for lumber. Mm-hmm. But it would just kind of rip through this valley and it just had this huge sound and it would be like so quiet at night and then you would just hear this train coming from miles away and i got we i remember we pulled over the car and i got a recording of that yeah it was right after we saw those bighorn sheep yeah i remember yeah that that was a cool sound i listened to that one i like train sounds i mean that's probably my favorite sound Mm -hmm. uh what's scooter's question he's got a good one um close it out yeah kind of gross it's gross um, how much seafood pizza have you consumed since the last episode? Uh-huh. Well, um, I tried to go to Spago with Gus Pancakes, but, um, he wouldn't return any of my calls. So, I didn't consume any seafood pizza, but I was, after he was talking about it on the show, I really was quite hungry for it. I mean, you're giving me a face, like it's, you wouldn't try seafood pizza? You're asking the wrong person. I know, you're vegetarian. I would try it. If it had shrimp on it, maybe. I don't know. It's all the craze. Everyone's talking about seafood pizza. But no, Scooter, I haven't had any seafood pizza. I tried. Asked him to go out to dinner. I really wanted to go to Spago with him because he kept talking about it. And Wolfgang Puck could have made us a seafood pizza, but he, he didn't return any of my phone calls. The seafood pizza is a real thing? It's a real thing. Yeah, he goes there. Why doesn't this dude just do pancakes, if that's his name? 
I'm well, no, no. Gus doesn't the make the secret pizza. He goes to this very fancy restaurant on the west side called Spago. This kind of sounds like a tool. If he ever answers my calls, maybe you should talk to him because it might go better than my conversation with him. That's for sure. He's he never, walked all over me. He's never dealt with someone from Long Island, New York before. <laughs> I think he might be from Long Island, New York. He sounds like he could be from Long Island, New York. That would make some sense. Well, uh, Dana, thank you for reading the questions. And uh, yeah, those were pretty, those were pretty fun. Sure. <laughs>